Hey there. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Lakeside. I'm your host, Daniel Stombaugh, and I'm glad you're here with me today. We are going to have a transformational day today. We're going to take the next few minutes and talk about our identity in Christ, that is who we are in him and who we are to him. And this is powerful because identity brings purpose. Let's get started. episode 21 and we're going to start off with song of solomon chapter 2 and verse number 8 she says behold or the voice of my beloved behold he cometh upon the mountains skipping upon the hills and we're in this new segment of the story here and it's a glimpse into the effects that the relationship cycle of communication expression and rest has had upon this union and the bride is learning to adjust to her new life as queen the same time she's learning to walk in her identity that the relationship with the king has helped her to establish may i just stop and say that identity brings purpose Identity brings purpose. Your identity and the understanding of it will bring your purpose. You see all this stuff out there and how to find your purpose. How do you find your purpose? And honestly, it's as simple as finding out who you are. What is my identity in Christ? What is it? Who is it that I made, that he made me? Where is my source coming from? And then when you tap into him as your identity, as your source, all of a sudden your purpose comes to the surface. And as she learns identity, you're going to start seeing her walk and her purpose. And that is only rivaled in impressiveness and beauty as, as you, when you walk in your purpose. And as you start to grow, in your identity, in your purpose comes to the surface, and you take those steps into that purpose. Uh, it's just a, every bit as beautiful as it was to watch this happen with this shepherd girl in Song of Solomon. And so she opens up speaking about his voice, and the sound of his voice in the palace hallways thrilled her to her very soul. It thrilled her because she knew that she was safe. Her heart was safe with the king, and his voice was one of love and affirmation, and it strengthened her spirit. And so she opens the segment up, speaking about his voice with an exclamation mark to indicate the excitement that she felt in her spirit when she heard his voice down the hallway. And it was basically saying, I can't wait to speak to you today. That's what she heard him say. I cannot wait to speak to you today. And she says this about his voice because she loves the way that they communicate and she loves the ease in which they talk to one another. Now, I'll never forget the day that I began to understand how to tune in God's voice in my life. I had heard that verse, in fact, memorized that verse uh, growing up as a boy, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. I memorized that passage uh, to get a package of fruit-flavored certs in Sunday school, and not knowing that God doesn't promise to bless a Bible memorizer. He promises in Psalms 1 to bless a Bible meditator. And when it took time as a 30-year-old as man, I began to meditate on what it is I had memorized as a boy. And all of a sudden, tuning in God's voice became extremely clear. Uh, when you start to understand in all thy ways, it was right there my whole life. I was given that verse as a boy, almost as if God directed that verse into my spirit as a boy, saying, here it is, Daniel, this is how you navigate this thing. But I never knew to med meditate. I, I knew to memorize, and I wonder why I struggled in my Christian life. I struggle with different besetting sins. I struggle with getting victory over certain things. And the truth is, I had no clue of my identity. I had no clue of what God had done for me at the cross. I, I felt like I had to try to please God, and I was trying to keep all the, 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 the plates spinning on the wheels, you know? 
never understanding that God had done the work for me, never understanding what it meant to be a new creature in Christ, never understanding what it meant to have his spirit indwell me, never knew that at all. I just memorized it because that's what good Christians do. They memorize verses. And all this time, I was sitting with that verse locked up in my heart. And when I began to meditate on that verse, in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Man, God, which way do I go in life? What do I do next? He said, in all thy ways, acknowledge me and everything you do, everything you, um, uh, every, everyone you meet, and everything you everywhere you go and everywhere you go everyone you meet and everything you do search for discover acknowledge means to search for or discover so in all thy ways and everywhere i go everyone i meet everything i do search for or discover him and he shall direct thy paths it was that simple simply take the time to look for god everywhere you go in every conversation and don't discount any source that God may bring across your path because you know what God uh, can speak through if God can speak through a donkey in the Bible what makes us honestly believe that God cannot and will not choose to use someone that is completely in opposition to him man how many times did God use Paul or Saul the apostle uh, Paul was Saul before how many times did God use Saul uh, against his will and so to speak but God used Saul to further the cause of Christ by bringing in persecution I think of Pharaoh, one of the most ungodly people in the entire Bible, uh, in the, here it was in the book of Exodus, that he demonstrated to the entire world just how powerful God was. I mean, if God can use Pharaoh, God can use my boss. <laughs> God can use your boss. God can use someone that, that is not a Christian. God can use the foul-mouthed guy down the street. God can use anyone. So in all thy ways, acknowledge him. Search for, discover God, and he shall direct thy paths. One thing that stands out whole, this, so clearly in this song is that the communication goes both ways. It'll never get old to God in the way that you tell him how much you love the sound of his voice. Man, when I first began to tune in God's voice, I realized the more that I heard it, the more I never wanted to go a day without it. It never gets old to God the way that you tell him that you love the sound of his voice. Man, this girl ran to the king and she said, the sound of your voice, when I hear it in the hallway, it thrills me because it reminds me of my safety. It reminds me of my, of my significance. It reminds me of my value. It reminds me of my worth. When I hear God speak to me, man, it reminds me of those things. It reminds me of how awesome that he is. He chooses to bring me into the chamber. He chose John 3.16. He chose Romans 5.8. He chose all of those things to speak about and to draw my heart to him. And what you discover the more that you approach God in worship is that he cannot wait to speak to you. And he is constantly looking for ways and opportunities to speak and to express his heart to and for you. He paints you a million sunsets and a mind-blowing array of colors and a depth and richness of a forest or lake sunrise. It just blows your barn doors off with beauty that shouts desire and love for your voice and your communication and all of these things that stir your heart, man. And all you do, you just got to say, I don't know how to, oh my God, that's beautiful, right? You say, wow, that's beautiful. You may not be intending to speak to God when you say that. To you, it's just an expression. But I want you to know that God delights in your voice. He says, would you just, just talk to me? Because just as much as you thrill to hear me, I thrill to hear you. God created you for relationship. He created you to respond. He created you to speak back to him. You are his forever love, and he will stop at nothing to exhaust his creativity in expressing that to you. I challenge you to do something. I challenge you to listen for his voice today 
in every place that you go. I challenge you to listen for his voice today in every place that you go. Everything that you do, everyone that you meet, he is there and he is constantly speaking. Man, every song that you hear on the radio, listen for God. Listen, say, God, what do you want me to hear through this? Man, every billboard you see, God, what do you want me to hear? What words are standing out to me? What are you speaking? Every thing that you're, of all the things that you could have noticed on your drive to work, what did you notice and what stood out to you? And what was, what, what is God saying to you through that? I love that. Jeremiah chapter 1, uh, many times God speaks to us through what we see before he speaks to us is what we hear. In Jeremiah chapter 1, we see how God teaches Jeremiah. And he says, listen, son of man, what do you see? He said, I see a, a pot of water and facing north. And he said, you saw well. This is what it means. He said, what do you, mean? What do you see, son of man? Why well, see almond tree. You saw well. Now, this is what it means. I think of Moses out in the wilderness. He he was walking along, and all of a sudden, he saw that, that bush that was consumed with fire, but it wasn't it wasn't burnt. He saw this, this burning bush that was not uh, torn up by the flames, and he said, let me turn aside to see this great sight. And the Bible says that when God saw Moses turn aside, God said, when God saw him, When God saw Moses respond to what he saw with his eyes, God said, okay, I'm going to speak to your heart now. I'm going to use your ear gate and and your eye gate, and I'm going to speak to your heart. So many times God speaks to us through our eyes before he speaks to us through our ears. The truth is we're not looking for him. We're not looking for his voice. His voice is beyond audible so many times. He speaks in the very wind that touches your face. Man, on a windy day, walk outside and close your eyes for a minute and just feel the wind on your face and understand he speaks in the very wind. His voice is the sound in the leaves of the trees as they respond to his very breath. You see the trees moving. It's awesome to me when it says when the Spirit of God moved in the garden upon the face of the water and God moved in the garden in the cool of the day and he talked. And that same word, that, that's, that voice of God, and, and the same words are used to describe the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. It's that wind. It's that, it's that, um, that rushing wind, that soft blowing wind. Uh, that was God's voice moving through the garden. And you got to think of this for just a minute. Uh, how big is wind? <laughs> is it a five by five block no it's a it's a solid pattern it's a unstoppable force that just moves and nothing gets in its way and when God's voice moved to the garden the creator his voice moved to the garden man he touched every leaf he touched every blade of grass he touched every hair follicle on Adam's body as his wind as his voice moved across the creation it touched every single thing that he created there was not one flower that was left untouched there was not let one animal that was left untouched it was God's voice moving to the garden and speaking to his creation it's awesome to me to see that. Man, I remember reading that story in the Bible and then thinking about that and meditating on that way to work. And when I get to work, I'm walking up to my building and there's this bird and he's up in the tree, uh, way up in the treetop, and he's just by himself and he is annoying. He's up there, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> he's just out there screaming. You know, some people sing, they make a joyful noise and some people can actually sing. Uh, he was up there, that bird was making a joyful noise, man. He was racketing up, he was just screaming away, and that caught my attention. That that noise caught my attention. And when it caught my attention, I stopped and looked up, and he's the only bird up there. He's the only bird just calling away. And I took my phone out, and I got a little video of him. I was going to uh, make a little post about how uh, this is like some morning people, you know, and I was going to make this little post about it, and so I'm filming it. And as I was filming it, I captured something really incredible in the footage. I'm filming this bird, and, and when I played back the bird, it just hit me. What I just read in Genesis, and then what I'm seeing, I'm seeing this bird in the 
treetop and he is crying out and he's, he's squawking he's just making this noise and all of a sudden you can see him behind him these trees begin to move man the treetops you see the wind uh, moving through the treetops and he was quiet and then the wind would die down and he would start up again and the wind would move again and you're watching the creator talk to the creation it was amazing to see that video footage and I put it up on the blog page I was like look at this this is awesome but when you see the breath of God in the garden man he's moving and the birds outside man that every God is there man he's speaking so loud man that you walk outside and the sun is beating down close your eyes and hold your hands palm up for just a minute to your sides and feel feel with your skin feel the warmth of the sun and understand when you get to heaven you're going to be able to feel God's love you'll feel it physically like uh like the warmth of sun you'll be able to feel it on your skin man it's awesome to start to understand that God is speaking he wants to get your attention his voice is in the laughter of a child he's in the tears of the wounded soul he could be heard in the prayer of the dying as well as in the first gasp of a newborn baby as he breathes his first breath and tastes life for the very first time my point is this he will never stop until you have learned to identify his voice in your very soul. He'll never stop. So keep speaking to him. He cannot get over how his name sounds on your lips. And you'll never get over the thrill of hearing your name pronounced on his. And I remember as a, working as an associate pastor, um, a man from Illinois called the church one day. We were in Alabama. And he called the church and he said uh, that he, that a family member of his was going to be in the hospital and would, uh, was getting some open heart surgery. And he asked, would, you, would, would I go pray for him? I said, absolutely. I'll be more than happy to go to pray for him. He said, thank you so much. If I was there, I would do it. He said, I just can't. 11 hours away. I said, I, I got this. I'll be there. What time? 6 o'clock. Okay, I'll get there. And so he gave me the number. And I wrote, it, wrote his number down. He says, I said, if you have any questions, give me a call. He said, oh, by the way, I got to tell you, this man is not a Christian and he is not receptive to the gospel. He said, but I just, I know he might not even let you pray. He said, but would you just go and please do that? So I said, I would. And so the next morning, I get up at 6 o'clock in the morning. I drive out to the hospital and I get there and I go to the hospital and they say, oh, he's already getting prepped for surgery. You can't see him. I said, okay, can I go up to the floor and wait? He says, no, 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 this is going to be a, a several hour ordeal. He said, you know, you, you might as well just uh, come back. He said, because uh, you'd be sitting there waiting. This is what the nurse told me. He said, you might as well be able to come back and you can't get up there to him. And so I got out in the, in the parking lot there and I reached down and I called the number on the phone. I dialed the number. I said, hey, I was going to tell the man, I'm sorry, I, I got there, I just couldn't reach your, your relative in time. And when I called the number, someone answered the phone, and I thought it was this, uh, this person that had called the church. And so I started to speak to him and told him who I was, and he said, oh, I, I'm another relative, you got the wrong number. And this person in Illinois had given me the phone number of a relative that was there in Alabama. And I said, oh, okay, well, listen, I'm at the hospital. He said, oh, I'm here too. I said, great, can I see you? He says, well, he said, I'm up in my brother's room, he's getting ready to go get his surgery done. And uh, he's actually laid here. They, they prepped him, and they're going, they're going to be back in about 15 minutes. I said, would you mind if I talk to him for just a minute? He said, sure. So I got on the phone with him. I told him who I was, and I said, man, I wanted to pray with you. He says, well, you can just save your breath because I don't believe in God. And I started to apologize for the brother and just say, hey, listen, I'm sorry to bother you. But then, no, 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 no. I said, I just, what are the odds of this? I said, I came here. I said, you had a relative 11 hours away asking me to pray for you. And I came here to pray for you. And when I got here, I said I got held up in traffic and I got here just a little bit late. And I, when I got here, you were already prepped and they won't let me see you. And there's no way I can even get to you. I don't know your name. I don't know your phone number. I called the only number that I had. And when I called it, the phone sitting right next to you in your room rings because it belongs to your brother who's right there with you. 
I said God just wanted to get his voice through three floors and 13 tons of concrete and pass an army of doctors and nurses. He wanted to get his voice on your ears before you get your heart pulled open for the surgery. And God was very concerned with you having his name on your ears and that he wanted his name to be on your lips before the surgery. And I don't know what the odds of, uh, of this are, but I mean, if you, what are the odds of this happening? <laughs> you don't know me. I don't know you. You don't even believe in God. And here out of the blue, your brother's cell phone starts ringing and it's a guy who's been trying to get a hold of you who doesn't even know who you are. He's out in the parking lot to pray with you. Do you think that maybe God is just big enough to speak to you and say, hey, I don't care if you believe in me or not. I love you, and I want you to know that I'm aware of you. And you, my name is going to be on your ears because I want you to know as you get rolled back there that I, the God of the universe, am aware of you, and there's not one thing that anyone can do that can stop me from getting my name on your ears at this moment. That's power. That's power. Man, he responded. He said, I think you better pray for me then. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you what. God loves it when we speak to him. His voice is so huge. It's just a matter of us looking. And worship is something that, that we use to, to, to open that, to tune him in, to tune in his voice. His voice is like a, a radio broadcast in your car. When you get in, you turn, you turn your car, you turn the radio on, you start listening to the program. When you get out, you turn off the radio and leave. And that, that program didn't stop broadcasting when you push the off button. And it didn't start broadcasting when you put the on button. The thing had been broadcasting whether you tuned in or not. And God's voice has been broadcasting since the creation of mankind and even before. And it broadcasts across the planet and it's not God's voice is not speaking to us it's just we haven't tuned it in and we get we get kind of lazy when it comes time to tuning God's voice in worship ignites our heart and man she starts at the voice of my beloved he comes leaping upon the mountains skipping upon the hills what is that worship it's like man I'm going to think about my creator I'm going to speak to that I'm going to speak to what I know and then when she began to speak to what she knew it stirred her heart and she said I cannot wait to hear his voice man if you say I haven't heard God's voice in a long time and when's the last Last time you worship, what are you doing? What are you worshiping? How are you worshiping? Man, are you worshiping God? Are you just lifting him up? Are you just remembering and recalling how good he is and what he has done for you and how he has stirred your life and what he has added to you? Are you worshiping God? Because I promise you, when you take time to think about that and to meditate upon that, all of a sudden you start to be able to feel soft towards him and all of a sudden you start to desire him and you start looking for him. And the Bible says, if you look, you'll find. If you ask, you'll find. You'll receive. If you seek, you'll find. If you knock it will be opened unto you man god speak to me today speak to me help me tune in your voice in everyone i meet every place i go and everything i do god bless you i can't wait for tomorrow to the next uh, episode that we have here and we're going to talk about what happens when he uh came to talk to her all that took place because of that it is absolutely amazing anytime god speaks to us what is it he wants us to know we're going to talk about that in the next episode thank you so much for being with me today make sure you smile today and give away your source your people are hungry for your source and your smile is your best expression of the source god gave you so much and get out there and give away. God bless you.